You're listening to a message from Grace Church of North Brunswick, where people are empowered, impacted, and enriched through the good news of the gospel. To learn more about Grace Church, visit our website at gracechurchnv.com. And now we hope that you enjoy this message. I've been doing this series called Blow It Up for the last couple weeks, and I literally have people telling me, please stop. Yeah. Even my own wife said, enough. Because for the last two weeks, things have been blowing up. In a good way. Marriages have blown up. Relationships have blown up. Jobs, careers have blown up. But sometimes you've got to blow up some things so God can rebuild them in his way, in a better way. You know, the ladies, they all went to Joyce Meyer yesterday, 20 or so ladies. They had some blow-ups. We had teen blow-ups, emerge blow-ups. We got blow-ups everywhere. So I have decided, for my own sanity, <laughs> enough with the blow it up. I'm not going to do blow it up anymore. We're going to do shake it up. I can see it now. Stop preaching, shake it up. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we're going to shake some things today. There's some things in your life that need to be shaken. And uh, there's an enemy that we need to shake. Because he has a foundation. In the Bible, it talks about foundations through the whole Bible. A foundation is a support structure. And many times we're trying to fix this and that and this and that when the whole problem is the foundation is still there. You know, uh, people opening up and being honest and everything, that's great. But there's a, and there's usually a root below, right? There's always a root to whatever, the, and that's the thing that God wants to see shaken. Amen. Let's pray right now. Father, we're done blowing it up for now. But today we need to shake some things up, Lord. Some things that have been holding us back. Father, there are some here, as we're this morning, that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They're in prison to sin, in, in a box with no way out. I pray that that foundation would be shaken and broken today. Father, if, if anyone came in here not knowing Jesus, more than anything, we pray they leave with salvation. If anyone came in here struggling financially, physically, emotionally, socially, relationally, with their children, with their business, with their finances, whatever it might be, maybe someone's lonely, feeling alone, maybe somebody's on the brink. Father, in the name of Jesus, we shake that foundation today. Father, speak through me to your people. By the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to Acts chapter 16. Talk about shake it up. It's the story of uh, the passage in Scripture of missionary journey. Paul and Silas are on. And uh, they've done many before. And they're on their way to a certain place. They've just... Lost Barnabas, he has separated from them, but they meet up with Timothy, who ends up being a great young pastor in the church. Love Timothy. And then they're going to head to Asia, but the Holy Spirit says, no, don't go there. And you know, sometimes, have you ever been heading to do something and the Holy Spirit says no? And, and you know, sometimes no is the best thing you can hear. Because God has something better for you somewhere else. And he had something, if he hadn't said no, 
they wouldn't have ran into Lydia. So they didn't go there. They went to Greece, which is never a bad idea. So they went to Greece to Philippi. Amen? And Philippi is where the book of Philippines, Philippians came from, right? Not Philippines, even though I love you Filipinos. <laughs> where Philippians came from. So the church got started there because he went there instead. And then he ran into a woman named Lydia. And she was a rich woman because she made dye. And back then, that was a big thing. She made purple dye, which was very rare. And uh, one of the great saints and her family came to Jesus because of the diversion of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yes. And then it goes on, if you're reading that book, the writer of Acts is Luke. And all of a sudden, the language goes from they and them to us. So it's believed that's, that's where Luke joined Paul. And he wrote the longest book of the New Testament. So all these cool things are happening. So then after they lead Lydia to Jesus, she says, come over to my house. Because she's got lots of room because her family's rich. So they get to stay in a nice place. And then the time to pray comes. They're Jewish. Now this was a place where there were not a lot of Jews. They didn't have a synagogue. You had to have at least 10 men, Jews believing, to have a synagogue. They didn't have a quorum for a synagogue. So they would go to a place by a river to pray. So they went there. And they met a young woman there who followed them around after that. Remember this woman? She had a demon in her. But this demon was saying, hey, these are men of the most high preaching the gospel. So the demon was saying the right thing. And actually, even when Jesus was on the earth, we saw demons that said, he's the son of God. So they testified to who he was. They couldn't do nothing but tell the truth in his presence. So Jesus is walking, I mean, uh, uh, Paul is walking, and this young girl's following around, and finally he just gets annoyed with it. Do you ever have a spirit around you that you get annoyed with? Is it ever in me? Yeah. Never. It is sometimes. But he got annoyed. Do you ever just get annoyed? Enough! I don't want to hear that anymore. So he said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And the spirit came out of her. And the people that were pimping her out, I said the people that were pimping her out, they were spirit pimps, not like the pimps in New York City with the big hats. These were spirit pimps. They were pimping her out to tell people's future so they could get money for it. How many of you ever went to a tarot card reader or a fortune teller? I'm not looking. Nobody raised their hand, bunch of lying people. You're in church. Yeah, I know. Let's face it, some of us did. And they said things that either because they said it, it came to pass in our life because we heard it and we acted on it. Or they got inspiration from the spirit world from the demons because they've been studying us for the longest time. They know us. They know our tendencies. So if they throw enough stuff at the wall, something might come true and somebody will tell you, I'm telling you, I went to this tarot card reader and this is what they said. But they tell you the one thing they said. They said 100,000 other things that never happened. But they remember the one thing. In Christianity, a person gives you one prophecy and they never forget. Right? But here we give them leeway and in the kingdom of God we're like judgmental. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But it's the truth. Throwing that stuff against the wall so they can't, you know, so here, so they're, they're on a mission trip. They're Leading, it says the church was growing daily. 
I would love that. I love when the church grows on Sunday, but daily is what I'm praying. Daily I want the church to grow. So the church is growing daily. People are getting saved. They just led a great saint to the Lord. They're, they're staying in a nice house now. They're ready to start a new church in a place where the Holy Spirit has led them. There's a young girl that had a demon and they cast it out. She's got a new life. Everything's going great. And the next thing you know, the pimps <laughs> were like, those Jews, they're preaching a negative message. It's funny because if they would have just listened to their girl, they were just doing what she said. Like, oh, it's only, the message is only good when it's what you want to hear. Ooh, that's a new revelation. Is that good enough for you? He told me to come out firing, my son. He said, in the first service, you waited till halfway, and then you got going. He said, I want you in fourth gear right away as soon as we start, all right? I just shipped it into five. You wait till we get to 10 around here. You wait. 12. Don't try to be better than me. 13. So they get mad, and what, that's when we come to verse 23. And they tell the authorities, and the authorities because they're big shots in the city, they got money, they got power, they got corruption. They take Paul and Silas and they lay many stripes on them. They beat them. Did you ever feel like you were getting beaten for doing good? And then they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Securely, Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison. Everybody say inner prison. He could have just said he put them in prison. But he said to the jailer, I want to make sure that they're secure. How many of you are here have ever been in jail before? Oh, get real, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> get real. <laughs> I didn't tell you yet. <laughs> Wait, Santa, does this look like someone who's ever been in jail to you? <laughs> She's just trying to keep up with me. Anyway. <laughs> When I was 16, I got arrested three times within two weeks. If you want to hear more of the story, buy my book. Thanks for all the reviews. That's not a plug. Anyway, <laughs> I got arrested three times, but the second time I got arrested, I had a bail. It was $250, but back then, way back then, that was like a million dollars to some people. Nobody bailed me out, so I went to Rikers Island. I got, they put me in this big room with about 50 guys, hardened criminals. I'm 16-year-old, skinny little guy, you know. And uh, sitting there and just waiting, and you know, then everybody, they're taking them in, and they do all that. They check you out and all that. I'm not going to get into that detail. But I remember when they were bringing me, just me, to where I was going to be. So a door opens. Whoosh, get in. Door shuts. Another door opens. Get in. Door shuts. After two doors, my thoughts of escape just quickly Trust me, when you get put in prison, you think about escape right away. Your first thought is, how the heck do I get out of here? Right. It's kind of like when I used to work in the city, I get in an elevator with 20 people. I'm like, I got to get out, I got to get out. <laughs> but you're, and then another door opened and shut, another door. There had to be six doors. That's the inner prison. And Satan has put a lot of people here in an in, in inner prison. A door shut on, like your hopes, the door uh, my hope for a great marriage, oh, shut. My hope for a really good career, shut. My hope for this ministry that I had a dream about, shut. My, my hope to walk in divine health, shut. 
My plans and dreams for my teenager or my child, the door is shut. Before you know it, you're in an inner prison. Many of us have had door after door after door close on us. People let us down. Pastors let us down. Friends let us down. Spouses let us down. Everything. And we find ourselves in an inner prison, seemingly with no way out. And to top it off, they fasten you. When you get into an inner prison, there's times where you just feel like you can't even move. Even if the door opened, I'm, I'm stuck. So many people are stuck. Make it real quiet in here. <laughs> Listen, the enemy wants to ground you because otherwise you'll fly. I said the enemy wants to ground you, otherwise you'd fly. The enemy wants to ground you, otherwise you'd fly. See, they won a battle, but they're in a war. We won some battles, we win some, but we're in a war. Amen? See, they were flying high. Next thing you know, they're in prison. You know, many times you'll have great spiritual victories, and then you'll find yourself in a jam out of nowhere and say, how did I get here? I mean, five people got saved, and everything's wonderful, and next thing you know, boom! Something comes at you. See, his goal is to ground you. His goal was to ground them. They're leading people to Jesus. They're starting churches. They're doing all this great stuff. You, that's what gets the enemy's attention. If you're not doing anything and you're going and you're in prison, you put yourself there. But when you go after his kingdom, he's, he's not going to, he's going to fight back. Amen? You're trying to do good, you end up in chains. And the next thing you know, you're like, why God? And here's God's answer. Because I want to do something greater. I want to do something greater in your life. When you're flying, that's easy. But how about when you're in the inner prison and you're chained up? Then you'll know it's me. When I shake the place and you walk out, you'll know it was God. That's gear six. That's gear six. So what happens? Verse 25. At midnight... And that word really means about at midnight. And what's midnight? Midnight is when the lights go out. For you that used to go to the club, that's when the lights come on. It's like it's about over. And many of us are in a place where it's about over. Like I can't take this anymore. I'm on the brink. I feel like it's, it's about to end. I don't know how long I can stay in this marriage. I don't know how long I can stay in this relationship. I don't know how long I can stay in this job. I don't know how long I can stay in this seat at church and not do what I'm called to do. I don't know how long I can do this. It feels like the door is about to close. At midnight. When it's like, I just... It's, but there's an important word before at midnight. But... <laughs> But at midnight, Paul and Silas decided it's time. And many of you today are going to decide that I'm not let I'm going to not let the clock strike midnight. 
I have not turned it into a pumpkin or whatever happened. I forget what it was, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not turning back. What? It's never too late. Never. It wasn't until I was 40 till I got it. So it's never too early either. So they started praying and praising. Started praying and praising. You heard me. They started praying and praising. You can't let go of your praise. You can't let go of your prey. He wants you to quit. He'll put you in prison. He'll chain you up. Because he wants the circumstances to change who you are. But Paul and Silas, hey, we know how to be content where we're, we're abounding and where we're not. <laughs> Prayer and praise got us here. Prayer and praise will get us through this too. He wants you to let go, but say, I'm holding on today. Say it. I'm holding on today. I'm not going to let go of prayer and praise. And listen to me. Some of you people that don't like yourself. I said, some of you people that don't like yourself. Yeah. Uh-oh, is right. Some of you people that don't like yourself. This morning, Susan was talking to someone about the ladies. The, all the late 20 ladies went to see Joyce Meyer this week. Can you tell a difference? I can. This afternoon when I say, I'm hungry, I'm going to have a sandwich. She's going to go, of course, honey. Sandwich? Is that all you want? Because I'm sure Joyce taught you guys. Anyway. <laughs> Not waitress. Anyway, so all these women went away together, 20 women going to a conference together. You're preaching blow it up for two weeks. There were some blow-ups, wasn't there? Ladies, were there some blow-ups over the last few days? Raise those hands, girls. But Susan was sharing. She said, you know, there were some blow-ups, but people started getting real with one another. And uh, when things get blown up, you, can, you, you know what's going on in somebody's life. And she said, you can love them. Yes. You can love them. And when you said that this morning, I thought to myself, that's kind of like Paul and Silas in the prison. They weren't praying and praising for themselves. Do you know that when Paul... And Silas were released when the chains were broken, when they walked out of that prison. Do you know what they did the next day? They came back. They came back to the prison and said, here we are. You know why? Because they weren't praying and praising to get out of the prison. They were praying and praising because there were other prisoners listening. There were other prisoners listening. So here's what Susan said. She said, you know, and, and we, loved, we loved people. And then she said, for her personally, and she said, it helped me to love myself. I can't. I, I just. They had praying and praising for others, loving them. And in turn, it helps you to love yourself. So 
If you don't want to pray and praise for you, do it for somebody else. And in doing that, you'll find out who you are. You'll find out who you are. You'll find out how much God loves you. That's gear seven. Pray and praise. Prayer and praise. Before midnight strikes, before we lose this marriage, before I lose my kid, before I lose this career, before I lose this faith, before I lose this hope, before I lose this dream, before I lose my sanity, I am going to hold on to my prayer and my praise. Nobody's taking it away from me. Hold on to it. Come on. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 4, why do we hold on to it? Because what this verse, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in what? God. Say mighty in what? God. Say mighty in what? God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Not us being in captivity, but us bringing every thought that that foundational enemy throws at us into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If Jesus didn't say it, it's not mine. If Jesus didn't say it, it's not yours. Why would you let him put you into captivity and chain you up with chains that were never meant for you? Amen? Come on now. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. See, we think we're fighting against people. We think we're fighting against people. But it's not people. Listen, the same jailer that had them beaten and put them in the inner prison, when they got out, he wanted to take his old life. They stopped him. You know what that jailer did? Took him home to his house and washed their wounds. So sometimes we think it's people. It's not. It's the spirit behind it. It's the foundation that's working. And people are watching you, and people need you. Oh, I'm about to go into gear 11. The other night, the other day, night, afternoon, the whole thing, I had my basketball barbecue I have every year for the guys I play hoops with, most of them unbelievers, just trying to show them the love of Jesus. They never leave my house. I'm such a good host. I make them Hawaiian steak for like eight hours. Am I right? So Steve, Joey were there, and all the guys, because they play hoops with us, and Steve Lawn was there. It was about... I don't know, 12, 15. The only ones left were, I'm not going to say their names, but this guy, another guy, another guy, and me and Steve. And all of a sudden, Steve starts witnessing to my friend. And about a half hour in, it's like 1 o'clock, I'm like, oh God, what did he say? <laughs> no, about 1 o'clock. They're halfway through. And this guy says to Steve, he says, what's different between me and you? He says, what's different between us? And basically, Steve said, we got somebody to go to. 
we got somebody to go to. <clears throat> he was sharing with these guys, this dude next to me is starting to cry. Because his what he was saying is, I've been watching you guys. And you've got something that I don't have. What is the difference between me and you? And I'll tell you what the difference is. It's that we pray and praise when we're in prison and when we're locked up. And we ain't going to quit and we ain't going to give up. And if we are the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. We got something going on around here. The gates of hell can't beat us. We gonna shake that foundation today. And it got to be 1.30, I'm like, Steve, man, I'm gonna die. He went on for another half hour. But I'll tell you what, we joke about Steve and we, you know, cause he's a buster and that's just who he is. But I'll tell you this, he's a mighty man of God. And he can witness to a man and he can bring a word. He can bring it, I'm telling you. This man said he's an atheist, but after talking to you for 20 minutes, Steve, wherever you are, probably in the back of the church, you better be awake. He was looking at you, and he said, he kept saying, what is it that you guys have that I don't? And I'll tell you what it is. We got weapons. We got prayer. We got praise. Look what happens in Acts in the next scripture. Suddenly, everybody say suddenly, please. Say it again, suddenly. Say it again suddenly. Oh, my gosh. Joseph was in prison. Suddenly, he was the second most powerful man in the world. You, you can have a suddenly. Did you know that? You can have a breakthrough. We, we were in my house yesterday talking about suddenlies and breakthroughs, you know? And my wife was saying it's a process, and we were going, yes, but there is a time when there is a breakthrough. There is a suddenly. There is a time. And I said, the day she accepted Christ, everything in her life changed. She was totally different. That was a suddenly. How many of you are ready for a suddenly in your life? Stand to your feet. Listen, listen to me. Are we going to be the church? Listen, in Acts 4, when Peter and John came out of prison, the church got together, and they prayed in one accord. What happened? The building shook. I had a vision that one day Grace Church would shake like this. But everything would stay intact. Because this is a foundation we want to keep. Amen? But in Psalm 18... David said, I cried out to the Lord, and he shook the foundations of the earth. Do you know God can shake something up for you? Do you know God shook up Wall Street for me? No, I don't think you get that. He shook up the world for me. And when you can get to the point and believe that you're loved, you'll know that God can shake the world for you. He can shake the earth for you. The foundations were shaken. 
The chains were loosed. Come on now. It said everybody, the prisoners were listening, their chains were loose. So if you can't pray and praise for you, do it for the person next to you. Because when they hear it, they're going to be set free. I am telling you, chains were falling today. Doors, it says doors were open. You want a door open for you? Then start praying. Start praising. You got the key. The weapons of our warfare. They're not mighty in us, they're mighty in him. Yeah. When was the last time you pulled it out? Yeah. The sword, the prayer, the praise. Well, just to get you kick-started, yeah. I want you to say this prayer with me. We're blessed in the, in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed when we come and when we go. We cast down every stronghold. Sickness and poverty must cease. For the devil is the We're blessed. Blessed, 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 blessed. And then they praised. Then they praised. And this is what they praise. Turn it up. Start it back. I don't care. Can we do, do over in church? Make it work. That's fine. Just leave it. Oh, no, you're not praising. For the devil is defeated. We bless, 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 bless. Hey, in the midnight hour, God's gonna turn around. It's gonna work in your favor. Just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> 
Guys, we're gonna turn it around. He's gonna... of Jesus Christ, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. You can be seated for a second. Grace Church, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Try that again. I don't want to hear any more about what he's doing. I want to hear about what you're doing. Let me say one more time until you hear me. I don't want to hear about what he's doing. I want to hear about what you're doing. Who's in control here, Pastor Kev, Pastor John, Pastor Courtney? Who's in control? We are because we have Jesus inside of us. And so do you. Look at this, Isaiah chapter 14. I'm in gear 19. Didn't mean to double shift. This is what it said about Satan one day. When you gaze at him and consider who he is, you're going to say, is this? Oh, I can't, I can't. Is this? Is this? It's like when your son comes home, says he was at school, and somebody was bothering him, and your son is six foot two, and you go to the school, and the guy is five foot three, weighs 90 pounds, and you go, is this? Is this? Nothing against short people. You have a reason to live. But we're gonna look, we're gonna look at that little devil and we're going to say is this everybody say is this yes. i mean you could come on you most of you from the east coast it's like wait let's try like this show him joe stand is this 
Let's do it. Is this? Well, Greg would say, is that what you're talking about, Dad? Is this the man who made the earth tremble and what? Shook? Is this the one? Here's what God says to that in Hebrews chapter 12. Seriously? Here's what God says to this in Hebrews chapter 12. Him who speaks from heaven. Oh, 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 oh there's another voice? Oh, I, I can only hear the negative. I can only hear the enemy. I can only hear the jailer. I can only hear the shackler. There's another voice? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? You've been preaching at me. Who is it? It's him who speaks from where? Heaven. You know what I wanted to tell that man that, that Steve was witnessing to? I go, you know what? We hear his voice too. And actually Steve said he, he got a vision from God. So there's hope for Steve. <laughs> no, I love you, Steve. I love you. You open my eyes. He who speaks from heaven, whose voice shook the earth. Wait, the enemy made a kingdom shake, but the earth, he could only make it tremble. The voice from heaven shakes the earth, okay? Satan, you can't outdo him. You can shake a kingdom or two, but you can't shake the earth. And he said, yet much more, I'm not only going to shake the earth, but I'm going to shake the heavens. I can't even go here. It's just too crazy. I don't know if I have another gear. Yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. How many of you know that the world is being shook right now? Hey, there's a shaking going on, people. Socially, politically, all that stuff. But guess what? I don't care. Do you care? Because I don't care. Because you know what? Those things that are being shaken are going to be removed. So that the things which cannot be shaken, they remain. I, I can't. I, I hope you're getting this. I hope you're getting this right now. Because this is what it's all about, people. This is what it's all about. Since we are receiving a kingdom... Oh, I got to get up here for that one. We're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Who's getting the kingdom? That what? What? I can't hear you, Grace Church. That what? You're not even loud. A kingdom that cannot be shaken. So let me get this straight. We pray and praise, and God shakes the earth, and he shakes the heavens, and those things that aren't of him will be what? Removed. But the things that are of him in our life, inside of us, out of our mouth, what? They cannot what? They cannot what? They cannot be shaken. They cannot be removed. They remain. So, we're in the prison. We're, we're latched up. We're in the inner prison. And we start to pray. 
we start to praise. And, and, and the earth is shaken. And the foundations are shaken. And Paul and Silas are just there like this. They're not shaken. But the chains are shaken. The doors are shaken. The walls are shaken. The word that's when the chains were, they were loose from it. This is what that word in the Greek means. Thank you, Lord. He talks to me while I'm preaching. You know what it means? It means that they relaxed. It means that they relaxed. Not in the breaking of a chain, but in a relaxation of their hold on them. I can't. If you pray and praise, the storm will start to relax. <laughs> the chains will start to relax. The voice will start to relax. The negativity will start to be relaxed. And before you know it, you'll be free of it, and you don't even know how it happened. See, everybody's looking for a breaking of a chain, but sometimes it's just a relaxation of a chain. Just relaxes. And then you're relaxed. And then when everybody's going crazy, Paul and Silas just get up. And they're like, well, maybe we'll leave the prison. And then they see the jailer about to take his own life, and they stop. Now, let me tell you some people. If was, when I was on Rikers Island, if those doors opened, I would have ran out and found a floaty and swam back to the shore. I wouldn't have been checking on anybody. Think about it. They stop. Don't kill yourself. And what did the guy say? He said, what must I do to be saved? Some of you here, right here today, are going to say, how can I be saved? Yeah. Like those four people this morning that came up. What must I do to be saved? I'll tell you what, nothing. <laughs> Just don't kill yourself. Uh, excuse me. The jailer beat them, put them into prison. They pray and praise. They can walk out. He's going to take his own life. They say, no, don't kill yourself. And then he's like, well, what must I do to be saved? And just get baptized and you're already repented. Oh. Got saved. Right there. Because somebody else was praying and praising. So there, there's a whole shaking going on, but they're not shaking. That's why my friend asked Steve, how are you different from me? I'll tell you how. Because when everything's shaking, Steve, we're just like this. And you know what? They went, I can't believe, they went back to the prison the next day so nobody get in trouble. We're back. They were like Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're back. And you know what the keepers of the prison said? No, 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 you can go. It's fine. Because we'll see, people see the power you have. When you're chained up and when you're in a bad place, when they see that, they're going to respect that. See, that's what people respect. Not your, hey man, read the Bible. Hey man, did you go to church? Hey man. No, when you lose your job, or your marriage is in trouble, or your kid's a mess, or you're feeling down in love, when you start praying and you start praising, people are going to take notice. They're going to be set free. They're going to have respect for you. Let's bow our heads right now. Because, listen, when I was 27, I was in prison. Not in prison in Rikers Island, in prison in my mind, in prison in my soul, in prison in my spirit, in prison to sin. 
If you said to me, if you died tonight, would you go to heaven? I would say, no, why would I go to heaven? My life was a prison. That's why I went to take my own life. I was just like the jailer. I had nothing to live for. I thought when you die, you go in the ground and that's it. But I realized, you know what, that's not it. Because God sent his son Jesus to die for me. And like my wife said, if she was the only one, he still would have came. He loved me, he came for me. The least I can do is receive him into my heart and give him a chance. If he would give his son for me, let me tell you something, if you would give your son to me, I would give you a chance. If you saved my life, I'd be committed to you. He saved her life forever. Today, by speaking a prayer, you could shake the foundation of the prison that's on your life and be set free forever. So if you can hear my voice, if you could bow your head and close your eyes and say this prayer, I'm gonna help you to say this prayer. It's about Jesus dying on the cross for your sins. And by accepting that sacrifice, you have eternal life. Some of you have been in church for years and years and never really done it. Today's your opportunity. Some of you, it's your first time in a church. Today's your opportunity. Some of you have been in and out of churches. Today's your opportunity. So say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross for my sin. Three days later, you raised him from the dead. So I can have a new life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Jesus, be my Lord. I pray it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody keep your eyes closed, your head bowed right now. If you said that prayer, you want to make Jesus Lord of your life and shake the foundations of your life today. Today could be your day. If that's you, raise your hand right now. Raise your hand to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. For those of you that raise your hand, could you stand up to your feet so I could pray for you?